Episode 331 of the BizTalk Podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenoff. The Wichita Grand Opera has been a staple in the city's fine arts culture for decades. And this week's podcast is an interview with its new chairman of the board of directors. Peter Salmaran, president of Professional Landscaping Services, joins me to talk about the Grand Opera, its reputation, how it tries to grow interest, and what's coming up for opera patrons. Peter joins me in a minute. But first, here's a look at what's in this week's print edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Our cover story this week is a look at the resignation of Tom Gentilly as CEO of Spirit Aerosystems and what it means for the company, which of course is Wichita's largest employer. Aviation reporter Alice Manette looks at what's next for Spirit through the eyes of analysts who note what a tough go it's been for the company with the 737 MAX crashes of 2018 and 19, COVID-19, and recent production errors at Spirit that have led to Boeing delivery delays. Our cover story begins on page six. Also this week is our 2023 Marketing Awards. Meet this year's class of top marketing and strategic communications professionals and read about what makes them effective. Our marketing awards start on page 13. Our list this week is IT services companies. See who has the biggest companies and also learn about specifically what they do for their clients. The list is on page 10. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 35. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Peter Salmaran is the new chairman of the board of the Wichita Grand Opera, and he's also president of Professional Landscaping Services here in Wichita. I have already told Peter that I'm a novice at opera and really a novice at landscaping, so he's going to have to explain everything to me. Peter, it's great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you, and uh, we appreciate the invitation from the Business Journal, and we appreciate the interest that you have with, with, uh, with the opera. Let's talk about the Wichita Grand Opera, and we'll, we'll get into what is going on this fall. But I kind of first wanted to ask you, for people who don't know much about it, about the history of the Grand Opera here in Wichita. The opera is roughly about 15 years old. It, is, it was uh, uh, really developed uh, through the time that, uh, of the sec- former executive director. His name was Parvan Barkadiev and his wife, um, Margaret. They did a wonderful job uh, with the growth and development of the opera. Uh, they had the opportunity of bringing uh, uh, Domingo, uh, uh, Pavarotti, mm-hmm. uh, and many other uh, world-renowned performers that enhance the interest of the local community to attend these performances. And how did you get involved? Uh, I met Parvan uh, during uh, a show, and uh, he needed some help with some props. And I was able to provide those props for, for him, and that's how the uh, relationship got started. How long ago was that? About 12, 14 years ago. I see. And if you were helping, obviously you have a love of opera. How did you gain a love for opera? 
Well, um, I, I like the, the arts. I like uh, to learn about culture. And I find that uh, the opera is a very good uh, uh, source of uh, uh, intellectual pleasure. I enjoy the, the music. I enjoy the, the stories that uh, some of the plays have. And I also enjoy the opportunity of uh, getting to know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. did, that, did that come for you at a young age or as an adult, the, the love? Uh, I, I would say I was exposed when I was young to, to classical music. Mm -hmm. And I was exposed to some Italian influence. And of course, most of the operas are from Italy. Mm -hmm. And that's how my interest got developed. And you came from Peru. You came to Wichita at what age? That is correct. I came here uh, at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. And I've been here for 53 years. Mm -hmm. I do know that I have a funny accent still, but I can tell you that my heart is in Wichita. I'm much more of a Wichita and an American than a Peruvian. But with that said, I love Peru. You've never developed that Kansas accent, huh? There you go. That's right. <laughs> That's probably a good yeah. thing. <laughs> sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. <laughs> what are your favorite operas? Well, um, we had one recently that I really enjoy. It's called The Barber of Seville. Right. Uh, that is a funny story about a guy who tries to uh, hook up people to develop relationships. That, that is a very funny uh, opera. But uh, we also got a pretty interesting opera coming up called La Boheme. Mm -hmm. La Boheme, um, so that you get to uh, know a little bit about it, it was uh, um, written by Giacomo Puccini back in 1895. I have heard of Puccini, yes. Yeah. And um, it, it was uh, performed by Arturo Toscanini. I'm, I'm assuming, or I'm sure most of the people know, at least remember or heard mm -hmm. the name Toscanini, who at the time was 28 years old. And uh, it was an immediate success. Um, and it has been performed all over the world in many venues in England, London, Russia, uh, Japan, uh, South America. Buenos Aires was the second place where they performed La Boheme mm -hmm. back in the early 1900s. And that's coming up November 4th. That is coming up November 4th. The performance will be at Century 2 Concert mm -hmm. Hall at 7.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, talk about, you know, I'll let you kind of uh, puff out your chest a little bit. Wichita Grand Opera has a very good reputation uh, regionally and nationally, right? Well, one of the goals that the opera has is to uh, expose uh, what we can do uh, to a, a range of people. One of the things that uh, we do is, for example, educate children. We do go to elementary schools and we talk to them about what the opera is, uh, what the opera uh, can do for them. We even have a small performance so that uh, they can get a flavor of what the opera is. And uh, recently, four or five days ago, we had a performance in one of the elementary schools. And one of the things we heard from the kids was, opera is cool. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's just a small way of for us con contributing. Is it is is opera something that um, older people tend to like more, and is it a challenge to get, like you said, not yes. only not only younger kids but but young yes. adults yes. involved? It, it is, it is. Uh, but at the same time, I think that the people need to give the opera the opportunity. They need to learn a little bit more about what opera is and what opera does. It's not all about singing in in a soprano or a tenor. Is much more than that. If you learn the stories and the uh, the way it is performed, you find it's very very interesting. And the more you learn about it, the more 
it's kind of addictive. The more you learn about it, the more you want to know. Mm-hmm. What other things do you try to do to, to increase your base? Because it's, 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 I don't want to call it a niche, but certainly you do have to sp- be very specific in how you try to spread the word and get people interested. That's right. Well, of course, one of the problems we had with COVID in 2020, uh, it really set back a lot of the performing arts, right. and that will include the opera. A lot of people couldn't attend, and that affected uh, the performers, that affected the financial situation of uh, uh, the arts, and that, of course, included the opera. But we're on the way back. Uh, we have more people coming to the events. That we have more interest. Um, we are marketing so people can understand what the opera is. We're trying to educate people. And the one thing that we need to try to understand, we're all uh, proud of Wichita, and Wichita has uh, many ways of contributing to the quality of life that we have here. I'm very proud to be here in Wichita and be part of it because I think we're very lucky to live where we live. And so Wichita has a wonderful symphony, Wichita has a, a wonderful theater, and it has a super wonderful opera. And so what happens once people get to know that, um, they get more interest, they get more educated, and hopefully they come to the performances. The, the, the arts is a thing that is necessary for the quality of life. And hopefully we can educate the people so they can attend the performances and the events. And it is also good for the economy of the city because many times people come from out of town. Mm-hmm. They come from out of town, from Kansas City, Oklahoma, Denver, once they know who is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh- the, the, the symphony has a great reputation. The Grand Opera has a great reputation. Music theater has a great reputation. Do you all look at each other as competing forces, or do you have to collaborate to try to, like you said, uh, uh, promote the arts as a whole? Yeah. So I, I think that we all respect each other. I think that uh, sometimes there are efforts to mingle some performances. There, there are some efforts to get some of the performers to help at the opera, like... Uh, there's also some performers that help at the music theater. I can tell you the quality of, of the performances is, is really uh, world class. Um, I had uh, the opportunity to uh, go to some of the operas in San Francisco, New York, and I can tell you the opera here is just as good and perhaps even better. Mm-hmm. People just need to give the opera the opportunity. Mm-hmm. What goes into deciding what uh, operas to bring here? There are some uh, uh, considerations. Uh, for example, uh, we look at uh, what is uh, popular. We look at uh, what has been successful in other uh, parts of the world. We look at uh, when was the last time we, we had a performance. Uh, some of the performances haven't been done here for about 10 years or so, so we consider that. Um, again, uh, uh, we have one coming up next year that I think that it will... Uh, uh, interest uh, some of the younger uh, people is Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that uh, people will be excited about that. Mm-hmm. What kind of role do you play as chairman of the board? What, what do you want to kind of change the, the, the tenor of, of what Grand Opera does or how do you look at your new job? What, what the board does basically it, it supports the, uh, the general director. We uh, try to uh, develop a strategic planning to see uh, where we've been, where we are, and where we're trying to go. We are looking for support of the community, uh, businesses to uh, to help us financially. 
We are uh, offering sponsorships so that they can uh, advertise on our venues. Um, we also provide opportunities to upcoming young performers. Uh, we have relationships with uh, Kansas Newman, uh, with uh, French University and Wichita State University, where we have uh, uh, students that come and perform for, with us. Mm -hmm. So it, it provides an opportunity for them to, to grow and develop. Mm -hmm. You also have a big fundraiser coming up this month on the 21st. Tell me about the Opera Ball. Okay, so the, the gala, as we call it, uh, is one of the main fundraising events, and uh, we are getting uh, uh, prepared and ready for that. We are going to have, a, uh, the theme is called the Let the Good Times Roll, and we're going to have the Kansas City All-Stars coming from Kansas City to perform here. That's the Chiefs it's, band, right? Yes, it yeah. is the Chiefs band, and so we're looking forward to that. The theme is going to be a French theme. It's going to be at the Hudson at 508 South Commerce, and it will be October 21st at 630. Uh, tickets are available at uh, selectaseat.com. Uh, you can buy them there. And um, you also can get on the uh, website, uh, wichitagrandopera.com, uh, wichitagrandopera.org, and uh, you can find more information about it. And we'll link to that, both sites from our blog. Um, I, I, I want to ask you about you... In, in both of your roles, not only Grand Opera, but professional landscaping services, you are someone who has a great customer or client knowledge of, of something that we write about a lot right now in the Business Journal, Century 2 and Bob Brown Expo Hall and the future of both of those places. Mm -hmm. um, tell me how you think those places are working now for your two organizations, and then I'll ask you about what the future holds. Well, I'm sentimentally attached to Century 2 because I've been able to, uh, to attend many of the performances. Um, I also uh, have been involved in the Wichita Garden Show at Expo Hall, mm -hmm. uh, where we did uh, displays for uh, the, uh, my landscaping business. So I'm sentimentally attached to that, and I think Century 2 is great. But with that said, I think that it's time for us to start thinking on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. uh, Century 2, unfortunately, is not big enough to, uh, to accommodate some of the bigger venues that are available. Uh, some of the uh, big stars, some of the big uh, musicals, some of the uh, even big, big conventions. I think that we should consider, the city of Wichita should consider, developing or, or building a bigger venue so that we can attract bigger uh, artists and bigger conventions, bigger opportunities, which will help the economy of the city. because. People that come from out of town, they go to hotels, they go to restaurants, they go shopping. I think it'll be a good opportunity. Mm -hmm. What is on the, the drawing board right now from the city of Wichita is a $400 million plan that expands Bob Brown Expo Hall into something that I think gets it to close to the state of the art, or at least gets it updated. Mm -hmm. but, but part of that is also they, don't, they, they want private financing private development for uh, a, a century two performing arts replacement mm -hmm. is it important that the grand opera have you know at least a, a person at the table to talk about what you want to see in a new performing arts sure. venue and i think it'd be wise for the city to put us sit us on a table and say okay you guys what do you think is important for the city what is it you guys are going to be needing uh, i'm hoping that the people who are going to design the improvements at expo hall uh, we'll take into consideration the input that we may have. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we've written mostly about uh, the limitations of, this, of the concert hall at Century 2 in terms of music theater trying to get bigger shows like a Hamilton that finally did come here with some adjustments. 
are there operas that can't perform at, at the concert hall? Or are there limitations in, for operas? The, well, for example, uh, if the Phantom, Phantom of the Opera will come, which is a wonderful opera, world-renowned, I mean, wonderful, uh, in the past they haven't been able to come here and perform because the, the requirements are too big. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, the, the house will get packed if the Phantom of the Opera comes here to Wichita. Right. I also want to ask you about your landscaping business. How long have you been in business? I've been in business uh, for 35 years. How'd you get started? Uh, I started with a shovel and a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> and how did it start out with a shovel and a wheelbarrow? How, how did you grow? Well, the good Lord has been good to me, and I've been blessed in many ways. And uh, through uh, uh, a combination of luck, hard work, commitment, uh, um, we've been able to develop a, a company that I think has got a good reputation. We have 25 employees. We uh, do design, we do installation, we do maintenance and landscaping, we do residential work, commercial work, and we also uh, work for the city. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing we always like to ask right now is in, in workforce issues, when we write about workforces, is it hard to find good employees right now, or do you have a lot of turnover? We have two big challenges in my business. One of them is get qualified workforce. Mm -hmm not only qualified, but also workforce that are, is willing to work. In my particular business, we require a lot of labor. Mm -hmm. and it's getting harder and harder to find somebody who are willing to, to do the labor part. Why is that? Do they ever tell you, I can make more money doing this, or I just don't want to work hard? Or Well, most of, most of the people get uh, pay uh, very competitive wages mm -hmm. and competitive benefits. So I don't think it's the money. I think that it may be that uh, uh, a lot of people are just not used to having uh, uh, actual uh, hard work. Mm -hmm. Well, Peter Salmeron, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Best of luck to you as the new chairman of the board of the Wichita Grand Opera. And we'll, again, we'll link to the Opera Ball and La Boheme coming up. Uh, and the continued success with the, your landscaping business. Well, on behalf of the board, the Wichita Grand Opera Board, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to uh, give us the opportunity to share some of our experiences, some of our goals, and hopefully we can continue growing. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for Biz Talk this week, episode 331. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thank you very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.